0: Good evening, everyone. So many of you probably know that um, my brother, my sister, and I, we all went to school for education. We all went for teaching, and uh, elementary ed. So th- my, my brother and my sister are teaching right now in elementary schools on Long Island. And when my brother was in his master's program, uh, he was in a class, since it's elementary ed, predominantly dominated by girls, by, by girls. And a conversation came up about uh, what is the most important skill you could teach kids in, in school. And there was the typical answers of, of reading and writing and, and, and logic. And my brother said, he got up and he said, I think the most important thing kids should know, or should be taught, is to take risks. Risk taking. And a bunch of the girls were like, what, what, are you crazy? You want them to be like, hurt themselves? He's like, no, 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 not like that. But in, in a sense of, to learn to, to take a chance and to learn how to at times fail, that that's an important life lesson for kids, so much more than, yeah, reading and writing are, are obviously important, they need that, but to take a risk, to take a chance, to try something different, and to not be hindered by fear of a falling, a failing, of humiliation, that kids need to kind of overcome that and where do they learn that best in, in when they're young, in the primary grades? To try new things. And that failure at times could be a good thing. We often, t- as a society, we wanna kinda of push away failure, nobody could fail. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to fail, but we do fail. But our society is kind of moving in a direction where nobody could fail. Go to any field day in June, every single child will get a participation ribbon, right? Nobody can fail. Look at all like bailouts. Nobody can fail. But the reality is that people fail, people fall down, they mess up, they do bad things and they kind of have to live with the consequences. And that's okay. It's okay to fall. This, the third station that, we talked about, that we're talking about tonight is Jesus falling for the first time. Now, the stations of the cross. In Latin, it's called the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering. That's the official title. We, we kind of, in our in English language, it's called the stations of the cross, but it's really the way of suffering. And who of us can't identify with suffering? Who of us can identify with failing at something, trying something, and we, we kind of fall flat on our face? And just kind of think back to a moment, maybe in your lives, maybe you haven't thought about it in, in 20 or 30 years, because it's so, so embarrassing, so humiliating. But right now, just kind of think for a moment in your life of when you really, like, failed at something and all the feelings that, that were associated with that. For me, I could think of one time when I was in, um, I was probably in, like, the fourth grade and uh, was playing baseball Little League, and I was the last guy up at bat, and we were we were down by, by one run, and it was, it was two outs. It was kind of like a full count, and the guy pitched it, and I kind of went down swinging. And I didn't hit the ball, and I was mortified mortified I remember like I took my my bat bag and everything walked so quietly to the car I just like started crying like I kind of like let my team down I had a good story the the following year there was like a redemption story but I'll save that for for another day but I remember like all the the like the pain like oh like you just kind of let my, my team down and it was like humiliating because it's like all your classmates who you have to now see tomorrow and like face the music with, with them in school like, oh man, what a loser Steve was. He just went down swing on such an easy pitch. But we all could probably maybe identify something like that, something that we kind of we fail at and how it maybe, maybe shaped us. You know, one of the things that I often say to my family and close friends that um, with the world as it's kind of going, a little bit more callous, a little bit more, more cruel, bitter. I kind of say that maybe there's a correlation between people not being able to fail and this bitterness and hardness that people keep, seem to be having, this cancel culture that we kind of talk about a lot. Because when we, when we fall and when we fail, it kind of makes us a little more empathetic toward those who have kind of walked that path too. Like every time I see a kid on, on the court or on the baseball field, parents, I'm sure, can kind of feel the same way. Like you just want them to succeed and you know that when they, when they lose, it's gonna be like so sad. Like you know there's gonna be some tears. But like if you've gone through that, you can empathize with them a little bit more. You, can, you kind of understand where they're going through. And that understanding, when Jesus falls with the cross, The great thing about our Christian faith, and I kind of say it in in so many homilies, but I'll say it again, is that Christ walked this earth and went through every human emotion that we go through. And one of those is humiliation. Walking in the streets of Jerusalem. That time would have been close to a million people in that city for the Passover feast. He's walking with this huge cross And he falls. This was the guy for three years had been ministering to people, healing the leper, healing the blind the blind, ministering to the lame, giving people hope. Mary Magdalene, the Samaritan woman at the well, all these people who he was talking about, and he was giving people such encouragement that this this was the Messiah. Like for three years, this is what he'd been, he'd been working towards, his ministry. And now it's kind of like falling apart. And the people around him are looking at him like, this, this is the Messiah? The one who's falling on, on dirt paths with a cross? This is the guy who, who two years ago got these demons out of these people, raised Hyrus's daughter from the dead, raised Lazarus from the dead. And he's falling? That humiliation that he must have felt in that moment. And that at times for us, we often plan for so many things in life, right? We often, when we're young, we have these great dreams and aspirations. We want to, you know, go to nice college, get married, kids, nice house. Nobody plans for a marriage to kind of fall apart. Nobody preps and plans for money to be withdrawn from their account. Nobody plans for cancer to riddle their child or, or, their, or their aunt's life. Nobody plans for that. And it's a, it's a hu- humiliating moment for us, realizing that we, we, we can't do it all, and coming to that realization. So when I was Kind of planning this this talk for tonight. I was kind of thinking about you know where we, we often do like these these movie clips and um, where I've kind of seen this in 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 media. And uh, one of my actually my favorite show of all time is ironically enough Friday Night Lights. Now, if you have not seen the show, it was a book, it was a movie, and it was a show. I've read the book, I've seen the movie, I've watched the show, I've watched every episode numerous times. I love it because it revolves around this this football high school team in some west part of Texas, small town, but the characters are so real. And it's just all about like their lives as, as broken people trying to do the best that they can. And so in the clip that we're about to show, the character, the, the main character, the first episode of the season of the entire series, is this guy, Jason Street. He's the quarterback for the high school football team, senior in high school. He's going to be going to Notre Dame, beautiful girlfriend, great parents, good, good in school. He prepares for that. His entire life, he's working for this moment, and now he's at this, this first game of the season of his, his like triumphant like last season in, in high school football. And so this is what happens to to Jason Street. And Street looks like he's in command, like we've seen him look before. This is a critical play for the Panthers. Street takes the snap, drops back and pass, has protected, throws a wobble. That's picked off by Chandler. Interception, he's got a good wall in front of him, down the left side. Street, the only one that might be able to get to him. Fumble on the play, a fumble! Oh, Oh, get the ball! That's a gigantic hit on Street. What? He's down on the ground. He is down. Who is that, Street? Yes, Street. out! Well, and he's not moving. That was a heck of a hit when Street met Chandler, and he was the only one that could have stopped from scoring what would have been a game-ending touchdown, basically for Westerby. He's up. It's very quiet here in this stadium. Walker. I mean, he's not oh, up. Let's get. Let's get. You know, this is this is obviously the, the worst nightmare for a coach, especially for a parent. Well, you know, his uh, entire family, of course, in the crowd tonight, even some folks uh, from his family from out of state making the trip. Why isn't he getting Okay. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going to check your eyes. Come on. <laughs> Buddy. Squeeze it. Good, good, good. Let's Can you me. move your feet for me? Yes. Good, good, good. All right, so we'll try to get him on the backboard real quick. Let's keep them steady, guys. Let's keep them steady. Oh, and very it very looks like good. they're going to have to take them off. In fact, I'm uh, strapped to the headboard now, and they're lifting him up, and they'll put them in the ambulance shortly. Just move sideways, slow. Perfect. You're doing real good there. Real good. Thank you. Here, we're going up one, two, three. so he ends up the quarterback is paralyzed by that injury and the rest of the the series really kind of focuses on the town kind of reeling with that that horrible tragedy but again he kind of prepares his entire life for this moment and doesn't really go as as he planned and it's like a he's you know, he's, he's injured, but in, in the later episodes, it talks about the humiliation he had on the field. Like, all his, his family, his, his teammates, people from the school, teachers, and they all had to see his demise right there. In, in a second, his life completely changed. Like, Jesus, when he's walking through these streets of Jerusalem, the, his, like, in a sense, the demise of his, his ministry is, is right there in the course of a few hours. It's horrible to watch. Now, I mean, we know what happened on Easter Sunday, it's, but you know, we can all kind of identify that. You know, In our lives, when people see our demise, when people kind of see us fall, it's horrible, isn't it? Because it's, people can identify our weak spot. They say, he or she does, can't do it all. And sometimes they try to use that against us. But again, for us as Christians, it's comforting to know that even Christ, with the cross, he fell. And he fell again. And he fell again. That, that way of suffering. For us as Christians, this is like, at times it seems like our life is just a way of suffering. One defeat after another. We get the house, and all of a sudden the mortgage is too much. We get married, now there's maybe problems with the kids. You know, there's always kind of like something in our lives. And at times, we may, some of us may feel like we have like this, this weight on our shoulder, almost like a cross, trying to go through work like we're, we're perfect, trying to go through family and friends or church that we kind of have it all together. But there always comes a moment where we kind of fall and we recognize that we don't have it all together. We're not perfect. We're imperfect people, and we fail. I mean, look at our ancestors. Yes, yeah, so maybe our, our ancestors as, as immigrants, most of our ancestors probably failed in their homelands. They couldn't get here. Mine, mine certainly did. My, my great-grandfather from Naples couldn't make it there. He failed in Italy. He came here to America. My great-great-grandparents from Ireland couldn't make it there, the potato famine. So what do they do? They come here to America. Right now, our, our people maybe from Central America can't make it there. They're failing. So what do they do? They come to America. But let's go back to our first parents, Adam and Eve. They failed. They didn't listen to God. And they failed, and they suffered the consequence. But again, when we fail, when we realize that we can't have it all, that we don't have it all, that sense of empathy grows. That's that We could see things a little bit differently. When Jesus is walking and he falls literally on the floor, his perspective is now completely different than it was two seconds when he was standing upright. He's now on the floor and could see like the feet of the people he once was ministering to, who he was preaching to on the Sermon on the Mount, on the shores of Galilee. It's completely different. What in our lives is our cross? What what makes us kind of fall down and fail? Is it a humiliating moment for us? Or do we not even recognize it? For us as Christians, there's a sense of endurance that yeah, when we, when we do fall, we, we have to kind of pick ourselves back up. That's what we do as Christians. But we can't pick ourselves up unless we recognize that we, we've messed up at something, that we failed at something. And once we fail, are we empathetic towards our brothers and sisters who are also on this way of suffering with us? Do we have that compassion that Jesus had because we see when we read the passion in a few weeks on Palm Sunday in Jesus' final moments on earth he has compassion for the dying thief doesn't he this day you will be with me in paradise even in our suffering even in our trials when we fall at like Jesus did when the weight becomes too much to handle and we fall down and we humiliate ourselves, are we empathetic like Jesus? Do we still look with his eyes? Do we recognize our own limitations as people, that we can't do it all, that we need him, and he falls with us, but he also picks us back up too? This next clip, the last clip, is from, remember that show ER, back in like the 90s and the 2000s? And I love that show, it's a great show. <laughs> I, love TV, I love TV shows. So, <laughs> ER, I was, I was telling Jordan before, you ask any ER fan, they'll tell you three important episodes. And this episode is from the first season of ER with Anthony, remember Anthony Edwards? He played Dr. Yep, Dr., Dr. Mark Green. This was such a pinnacle episode because in this episode, he meets a pregnant woman, pregnant woman who comes in for like, just like heart pains or chest pains or whatever, something so like not really important. And soon enough, everything starts to spiral spiral out of control. She starts to have seizures, she goes into shock, they try to have a C-section, it's successful. But then in this scene, He's trying to save the life of the mother, and he doesn't. He, she ends up dying on the table. And so Dr. Mark Green, who's like, everyone looks to for advice in the ER. All the nurses, all the doctors go to him. That burden that he has, he now falls. And you'll see in the clip, he tries to kind of keep it in, but then we'll see what happens at the end. What you did it was a heroic thing. It's just one stop the other way, right by the train station. I gotta get going. Come on, not only does Shorty's have the greasiest eggs in town, stuff falls from the ceiling every time the L goes by. Sounds attractive, Susan. I just got a million things I gotta do. Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine. Scouts on her. Is Jen home? So it's only once when we fall and when we are humiliated, when we realize that we can't do it all, that we need the help of our Savior, then we're able to look at people, our brothers and sisters, with the empathy, with the eyes of Christ to serve and to recognize that all of us are on this way of suffering as we suffer together, As a community, we continue to get closer and closer to heaven.